Hey, this is Lucky from a grim podcast, A Perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. True believers! Welcome back to your Thursday night talk about stuff vlog. It's, wait, did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog brought to you by the Professional Casual Network. I am what some people have referred to as the guy sitting in this chair, uh, Tim. And with me tonight is the ever-lovely, never-paid-by-the-hour, uh, Danny Cole. Hello. And we are talking about a couple very, very, very exciting things tonight. Uh, our friends, uh, your friends, our local game store, and hopefully your local game store soon as well, Bearded Dragon Games, uh, was, was nice enough to give us a new Ultimate Encounter that just came out, like, right now. Like right now, like, like I, I got the cards right here. Like right now. And it, and it has to do with a gentleman that a lot of people refer to as the Juggernaut. But not the Juggernaut you're thinking of. This is the Juggalasis. Juggalasis. Um, okay. Yes. The, uh, you know, if you were to take Juggernaut, the most important parts of Juggernaut, which mm-hmm. is uh, Jugga, right? Definitely not not. Right. You know? And then the most important part of the word Colossus, which is just low, you get the perfect combination of the two characters, the Juggalo. Right. Right. Yep. Which I guess at this point, if uh, if, if if the Juggalo has not been on anyone's top five list, uh, those top five lists are, are quite frankly uh, not really valid. Yep. Yep. You need to go back and rethink your choices. 100%. Yep. yep. But before we get into all of the details, and granted, we have it up on the screen, so for those of you watching it uh, uh, live or on the YouTube, we will be showing all the cards tonight as well. So if you're listening to the podcast version, make sure to head over to professionalcasual.com, get the link to the YouTube, or look in the show notes, give us a sub and a like there, and you can be just as cool as we are. Or at least... I mean, that's a stretch. at least pretty close to it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we got our hands on the Juggalo first, and everyone wants to get their hands on a Juggalo, but it's just not in the cards for everybody. It's not. But uh, Danny and I, as as everyone knows, that's that's turned in, tuned into the show before, avid hobbyists. Oh yeah, like yes. some of the most avid. Mm-hmm. So as far as hobby thoughts and things completed throughout the week, Danny, what have you been working on, and what what boxes did you check? You know, I have been just painting so ferociously. Yeah. I spilled paint on one of my favorite t-shirts, so now it has to be a gym shirt. Okay. I highlighted that on my Instagram story. If you follow me on Instagram, at kicked out the hood. (laughs) 
There's no E in the though. Just just so you know, Charlie Shaw over here. Um, you know, I'm doing all the things currently on my kitchen table. We have all of the new X-Men releases and the yeah. Sentinel destruction terrain box. So I will say I do. I aggressively don't care about terrain. Yes. Um, that box is super cool, though. Broken yeah. Sentinel arms and pieces about are. Uh, it's pretty lit. The car is like dope because it's just like a Sentinel arm on the hood. Yeah. It's very cool. And we know very, how very much cool. how much I appreciate the hood. Right. So like to have a so, Sentinel arm on the hood is just, yep. I mean, it's even Can't better. Can't beat it. Cannot beat it. Um, but yeah, so as far as stuff that I've painted this week, hobby stuff, I did today um, have a very large coffee after eating uh, six Built, bar, uh, built Bites because <laughs> I forgot to bring a lunch and I had a bunch in my coat pocket. So I had those in the wrong order, and then I painted a toilet bowl. <laughs> so, you know, like a Jackson Pollock. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, honestly, a surprising amount of colors. So, I know it's it's three minimum to get a table ready. Yep. So yep, uh, that's that, always the standard. Yeah. <laughs> correct. So that that porcelain is uh, is wet, wild, and ready to go. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, you can also check out pictures of that on, on my Instagram. Kicked out of the hood. Uh, no e. And kicked, right? Is it the I kick think. or is it the? I can't, I can't remember. It's missing an e. Right. I, I sometimes forget which one it is. We yeah. should make two alternate accounts oh with different missing e's. Uh, you know, so you can get oh all, all the best of. Uh... I gotta add that to my to do list. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a Chuck Finsta. <sighs> What's a Finsta? Fake Insta? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's pretty straightforward. But yep. yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. A lot of my students use them like. They have like the regular Instagram for like their actual posts and then they use a Finsta for like shit posting. Oh, so I had that. I used to have it got taken down hard, but I used to have a fake Twitter that was called official Hess tweets before (laughs) Hess uh, got removed as a uh, as a company. Um, It was a very different time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I made use of it. Well, Oh man, times are so much simpler back then. They (laughs) they really were. 2011 was just was ripe. With, yeah. with satire. And now here we are. And now you can't even make are. a Hess tweet anymore. No. Nope. Lame. You got to add it to your to-do list to make Finstas of Big Chuck's Twitter right. or of uh, Instagram. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan and I played a game this past week as well on, uh, oh yeah, the power phase at twitch.tv slash professional casual network. Uh, make sure to give that a look. There was some cool stuff that happened, I believe. I can't remember a lot of it. I kind of blacked out. But we'll yeah, talk about... Poison list, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I played a list of couples from the Marvel uh, Universe. And Dan played a, an all-poison theme list. That was super cool. He ran, I think, Cabal yes. without an affiliation leader. Yeah. Um. But if you uh, follow us over on the Instagram, he was actually taking some user input on what character to kind of round out that roster. Yeah. And I think the users voted for Mr. Sinister, mm-hmm. which was great timing, as I just recorded this past week, an episode of the Morlocks podcast with Lexa White, where we talked about Mr. Sinister. Um, so, yeah, go over and give Lexa a follow. Uh, and I check adore out that episode. Lexa, too. Like, obviously, I want to push our stuff in our shows. But, mm-hmm. like, legit, if you want deep dives and just, like, someone who knows all the ins and outs yes. of this game in a in a non-judgmental, non-condescending way. Like, she's so good. When I was on with her, we yeah. were talking about Hella. And she was like, all right, what tactic cards? And I was like, listen, 
this bitch doesn't do tactics cards. <laughs> so she was really like walking me through like the easiest to take, the most versatile. And yeah. like, I was like, look, you have to explain this to me. Like I'm five. And like, I just ate five built bars and a coffee <laughs> in the wrong order. <laughs> and she did. She I, was awesome. I, yeah. I'll say there has not been a single time where I've interacted with her where I haven't walked away with significantly more knowledge than I've learned through mm -hmm. naturally playing myself or in our yeah. group. Uh, just overnight. Yeah. She is, she is very, very, very skilled while also, uh, I, and I love the premise of her podcast too. Oh, it's Taking so cool. characters out of their affiliation. That's yep. the only place you can't plan. Figure yep. out another place for them to live yep. and another home for them to, to shack up in. And like, I never would have thought, like she helped me formulate a list with Hella that was like a bleed heavy list. And like, Never in a million years would I have thought of some of the things that she was yeah. coming up with. And I was yeah. like, literally taking notes in a notebook. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of notes on my sheet of scrap paper that I use as a mouse pad and also all of my notes and for also games. all of your notes. So, um, but yeah, so huge shout out to to Lexa White. Make sure to give her uh, a follow and check out the Morlocks podcast. Yeah. But, so let's get right into it. We're talking about uh, a new Ultimate Encounter. Uh, so make sure to check out your uh, LGSs to try to get uh, either a copy of this. I think we'll probably be giving one away on February 21st because we are off this next Monday on the 14th for Valentine's Day. But the following week, I think we can probably try to give one of those away. So make sure to give us a, a follow over on twitch.tv slash professional casual network. Watch that stream stream and figure out, you know, if uh, if we're going to mail it to you or not. Yeah. But. The ultimate encounter is called the unstoppable avatar of Sidorak. And very important thing right out of the gate with this one, you do not has a you you do not has a cosmic threat player. You don't has one. You, you you simply don't has it. Um which is super cool. We we saw this kind of as a second layer of the Ultron ultimate encounter mm. where after it originally came out you had to have uh someone play the cosmic threat character but they came out with like an ai version where you could just kind of um play via like this grid uh like a decision tree almost and it yeah. would kind of do things based on this it looks like they've made it even simpler in this particular one as For far sure. as what the cosmic threat uh character is going to be doing so let's get right into it as far as the stat card for oh my god the unstoppable colossus he is He's a very, very, very beefy boy. 90. 90 stamina. Movement that gets uh, increased and decreased based off of his current momentum. So I think... Which is such a cool mechanic. Like, I was wondering when Dan was saying that Colossus, or um, not Colossus, fucking Juggalo was coming out. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to do the moment? Like, how do you determine his movement? And then yeah. reading the momentum rules... So, oh my God, just chef's kiss. So his movement ranges from uh, starting out at short, but can go to uh, medium once he gets to momentum four and then long once he gets to momentum seven. And uh, once a lot of these ultimate encounters have um, some type of condition where you're getting debug tokens on somebody or you're effectively doing the equivalent of dazing them. And then they either get slower in power or something along those lines. The way to effectively damage and take out or subdue the Juggalo in this particular one is you get his momentum down to zero. Once that happens, though, he rages and goes right back up to nine. So he's going right back to long movement. Mm -hmm. Juggernaut or the Juggalo starts at long movement. Just so you are aware, 
If there was something that terrified you, uh, it was probably a juggalo coming at you real fast. Moving down the rest, he is size three. Obviously, for his threat, he is the ultimate encounter. And for his defenses, he's fours across the board and immune to a status effect simply called special conditions. Yep, that's all of yep. them. No yep. stagger, no stun, no bleed, no shock. Oof. No incinerate. Which means Honey Badger, with her ankle biter debuff, one of the very few ways to reduce his, uh, his defenses. Huh. So new MVP Honey Badger. There you go. One of the only things that can stop the Juggalo. We knew, though, she was going to rise in the ranks real quick. Oh, yeah. Real quick. For sure. And she just came out at the same time. Like, she's yeah. just coming out this week along with this uh, this ultimate encounter, too. So, uh, I mean, they've, they've never really portrayed her as super anti-Juggalo in the comics, but I right. think we're headed that way. Yep. I think that's going to be the big new direction of the MCU. Yeah, this is, is probably... definitely, like, the pivoting point for her. Yes. Yep. Yep. But uh, so his defenses also increase as he gets momentum uh, starting out at, a, I think, plus two to everything, plus two to all defenses while he's at momentum nine or a seven. He to gets nine. plus one once he's at four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think you first bracket him down. You do a couple damage to him and he loses momentum every time you do damage to him when you get him down to six. Is when he gets that tier in between mm. four and six momentum is when he drops down to one. And then anything between zero and three is plus zero. He also, based on his momentum tracker, does extra damage when he collides with people. Um, so between momentum zero and three, he's only doing one damage. Between four and six, he's doing two. And then seven and above, or seven to nine, doing three. And ten to twelve, he's doing four. Four flat damage that's wild from just touching you yeah starting out at long movement and three that's auto nice. damage from colliding with you yeah little terrifying well like yeah and i will say in a lot of these types of gameplay settings the ultimate encounter normally comes out pretty hard at first. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really fitting. And they've done a really good job of that with this game where you get that feeling of overwhelming dread when it first starts out. Where you're like, how are we supposed to do anything? This yeah. is stupid. Like, we're just going to get creamed. And then you finally start to chip away a little bit and it gets a little bit easier. And then sometimes the path to victory is there. Right. But um, that that's 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 a lot out of the game. Right. Yeah. This is the exact opposite. Correct. Um, so then, as far as attacks, he has some of them. I got this. He's got bare metal hands. Um, so this is range two, strength eight, and that's a builder. Both of them are builders. Interesting. Um, it says if this attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, this character may throw the target character away small. If the momentum tracker is at seven or higher, the range of this attack is A2. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So out of the gate, too, once he's starting up momentum nine, this is an A2 attack. Yeah. And you know what's terrifying about that is that means he's getting automatic throws on every yep. single person in that area of effect. Yeah. Wow. Which is so like it's gross and it's terrifying. But mm -hmm. God, is it fitting? You know, you think of any time you see the juggernaut and anything like he's yeah. running into people, he's chucking people like 
Yes. Big chucking people, some Big might ch- say. Butt chucking people. Butt chucking people. We missed that again. <sighs> we did. It was on the calendar. <laughs> His other attack is uh, Hurl Debris. Um, so it's range five, strength eight. It says if this attack deals damage, add one momentum to the momentum tracker. Okay. So, so a ranged attack that helps him build that momentum back up. Yeah. Oof. Now, how about his innates? All right. So he's got Helmet of Citrac. This character cannot be moved by Crisis Team of X. Additionally, add dice to this character's defense and dodge rolls equal to the amount specified on the momentum tracker. And then the other one is Organic Steel. When this character would suffer damage from an enemy effect, reduce the amount suffered by one to a minimum of one. After the effect is resolved, remove all damage from this character. Increase this character's defense by the amount shown on the current momentum tier. He's so gross. And he he's is. 90 health. He is. What? So I was a little overwhelmed because I went to the, the card first. And I was mm. like, wow, Juggalo is an absolute beast. And I read the last line of that organic steel thing. And I was like, wait, whenever he takes damage, he just heals it all back? What are you supposed to do here? Right, yeah. Why does he have 90 health? Yeah. Um, And we ended up finding it out. But uh, first impression was, eh. He's a beefy boy. He is a beefy, beefy, beefy boy. I feel um, like he's the definition with all this and 90 health. He's the definition of a wicked clown. I, I, he'll never die. He'll never die. <laughs> he just won't do it. It's not happening. Good luck. Um, <laughs> So to let's see. So I've added this slideshow for this week so we can kind of see how things get set up. And it's actually working, which is even more exciting. But as far as setup, how we believe this works is you can see on the screen here in each corner, I believe within range three of each corner are going to be your deployment zones. And what you will be deploying is two teams of 17 threat. And that's it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say anything about tactics cards in that particular grouping. That might be in a, in a separate bit that we don't have access to. But I believe basic setup is two maximum threat 17 teams. Oh, and a number of uh, tactics cards listed for the difficulty yes. level, which we, we don't have uh, a card for that right currently. So we don't know what the difficulty levels are. But I'd assume it's going to be pretty standard where narrative is you probably have no tactics cards scaling up if they do it like other ones in the past where then you get two for for normal and three for whatever is above normal super normal yeah and then five for turbo normal turbo turbo normal is that is that the cousin on garfield that is the cousin on garfield (laughs) turbo normal um so we also on the board have, I believe, the Unstoppable Colossus gets deployed right in the center. You'll see him signified yeah. by a little X-Man symbol. Um, and then there are six Cerebro Towers. And what these Cerebro Towers do is they can be interacted with by the Crisis Team to be linked up to other Cerebro Towers. If two Cerebro Towers are pointing at each other, they effectively form a line across... Or, or in between the two of them. And if the unstoppable Colossus goes between them, I think he gets slowed. Or I don't think he gets automatically subdued. But I think there's something. Yeah, it just says uh, their LinkedIn can slow the unstoppable Colossus by reducing his momentum. So it looks like he loses three. Well, that's actually pretty significant. Three momentum each time he crosses or overlaps a disruption beam. Yeah. See disruption beam above. 
when two Cerebro Towers have disruption beams token... Ugh. Disruption beam tokens pointing at each other. They are linked and can slow the unstoppable Colossus. Sweet. And he loses a momentum each time he suffers damage. Yeah, so but this is... can so, inflict damage. So you can damage him, and it does look like... I guess I don't know why he has the invulnerability, the um, reduced damage by one, because you're only ever trying to do one damage. Right. And it's to a minimum of one. So it doesn't really matter. If you do damage, you're always doing damage. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, so, so that's how you do it. You got to do damage to him. Every time you do, it removes a momentum. You get his momentum to zero, and then he rampages. And when he rampages... He rampages his way through the city and must be stopped at any cost. Um, this is where both of the Crisis team players will effectively kind of choose where he goes mm, yeah. um, as he tries to destroy these Cerebro Towers. And then he rolls a die. Granted, during his movement, he destroys any terrain that he interacts with. He knocks back and damages any characters he overlaps. And the only special thing... Uh, that he has is if he can't end his movement completely past a character, he has to stop before it. Okay. Um, Interesting. But the standard issue juggernaut, the non-juggalo uh, version, uh, stops whenever he collides with terrain. This one this one does not. It just keeps it. Wicked, uh, yeah, wicked clowns also uh, don't stop from generic terrain. Yeah. So... Then you roll a die, and based on that result, you complete one of the following actions. So on a critical, the Unstoppable Colossus gains one momentum, chooses a character within range two of the Unstoppable Colossus, and throws it away short. What happens on a wild? On a wild, you choose an interactive terrain feature within two of the Unstoppable Colossus and throw it medium. There are no terrain features within two, or if no enemy character suffers a collision, Rampage again. Mm, okay. Do it again. Just, yeah, second time, but this time with feeling. Right. That's uh, how we like it. On a hit block or blank, the Unstoppable Colossus makes a bare metal hands attack against a Crisis Team member within range two. If there are no Crisis Team members within range two, you execute the failure result instead, which is... The Unstoppable Colossus makes a hurl debris attack against a Crisis Team member within range five. There are no crisis team characters within range five. Rampage again. So the fact that on the failure is when he makes the attack that number one has the longest range, range five, which yeah. I, I feel is going to be a, a, a rarity to not have someone in that range, mm -hmm. but also the attack that gives him back momentum. Yeah. So nice. I love, and even on a failure, he's doing something like a failure is not really a failure. Right. And like, oh, none of these things apply. Do it again. Just do it again. Just, you, don't, yeah. you don't get a break. Just do it again. You're not stopping until someone's dying. Yep. Uh, and, yep. and the thing here, too, is that... So, Crisis Team subdues him, right? He pops back up to nine momentum. He then throws debris. He rolls a failure and throws debris, which immediately puts him up to momentum 10, where he is now moving long, doing four automatic damage, and has plus three to all of his defenses after taking the first instance of damage. Right. Yeah. Yep. That that's sevens. <laughs> sevens yep. across the board for yeah. defenses to oh try to god. get something done. Oh my god. That's woof. So I, I I almost think it's better that there's not a crisis threat 
yeah. or a person playing yep. uh, the unstoppable juggalo because uh, you wouldn't have friends anymore. No. Oh my God. You know? No, no. Um, regardless of the difficulty. Right. And like, you know, that like we would play this and Taylor would be like, can I be the juggalo? And be like, yeah, you can tactical Taylor be the juggalo. And yeah. then I would just want to punch him in his really adorable face the whole time. He does have a very adorable face. So cute. I don't know whose idea it was to play on hard when we played that <laughs> ultimate encounter. But, um, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you need to be beaten three times in four and a half minutes of play. <laughs> Oh, I'll show you how I can beat you again, but in a different way. So to actually end the encounter as a whole, uh, there are two paths to do so. Uh, one for the crisis team and one for the crisis threat. The crisis threat wins with the uh, win condition destruction. If all six Cerebro Towers are destroyed, the city is lost and the crisis team loses the game. How could the crisis team possibly win this, Danny? Evacuation. No breathing. If the crisis team subdues the unstoppable Colossus the number of times specified by the difficulty level, then you win. So I'm assuming it probably starts out as three. Right. On, on narrative would be would be my guess. That's yep. having to do nearly 30 damage effectively, yeah. which against four to seven defense uh, <laughs> rolls could be considerable. Insane. Um, other ways that he gains uh, momentum too, I think there's a list where he gains one each time he rampages, so at the start of every one of his turns, if one or more terrain features of size two or greater were destroyed during the rampage, which shouldn't be too difficult, I don't think, but I think a lot of that will depend on how much terrain you're putting on the yeah, field. Yeah, for sure. My assumption is that in the rule book, it'll probably have a, you should Probably make sure to have at least 20 yeah. pieces on the field, mostly of size one or two, um, because if there's anything that Juggalos really disrespect, it's mailboxes and trash cans. For sure. So, yep. and, and all points of authority, which I don't think that they've come out with an official uh, terrain pack that has points of authority on it. Yeah. But there definitely isn't a DMV one yet. No, <laughs> no, there's not. But. I look forward Once to Once again, it. It, yeah, if I didn't end up spending money on the, the Sentinel pack, if they ever come out with the DMV one, AMG, I hope you're listening. Yeah. Uh, it'll be that one. Yeah. It won't last long as it will be on fire, though. So the other ways that he can gain momentum is anytime he dazes or KOs a crisis team member. Yeah. As we went over before, he loses three if he overlaps one of the disruption beams or... He loses one every time he is damaged. Yeah. So I think for the most part, that's that's the majority of how this particular crisis, this particular crisis works. Crisis team member goes or crisis threat goes, moves around, knocks a whole bunch of people around, blows up some terrain, gains potentially more momentum based on how many people or how many things that he takes out. And then the crisis team gets a chance to try to effectively ping them down yeah. as, as much and as often as they can. Um, without being able to rely on special conditions at all. Because it is so important to always get one damage through, there is an MVP already, I feel like, for this particular scenario. And it's Bullseye, who for yeah. a single power can ensure that he is always doing at least one damage. That's <laughs> perfect. Yep. Bullseye MVP once yep. again. Chip away. Chip away. Yeah. Who do you think out of the gate? Who's your first gut reaction of like, I'm going to be bringing this person? I mean... Gut reaction is probably someone like Luke Cage, who's beefy. Oh, yeah. Um, and he has like a healing factor, right? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, not a healing or, factor, but, but like invulnerability. Damage, yeah, yeah, like damage reduction kind of thing. Or like anybody with a healing factor, if you wanted to go like Wolverine. Oh, healing factor is actually a great call for that. You know? Especially, um, I always forget what it's called. I, I know people normally bring it if they're smart players, which I have never remembered to bring. Exceptional healing. The thing that like, if you have healing factor on the character or fast healing or whatever it's called, uh, you can reduce all of the damage that you take to one. Yeah. I think is probably going to be huge there. Yeah. Um, or we are Groot being able to AOE heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Really, really awesome. I thought of another one too, but I can't remember. I'm sure it'll come to me. But I was like, oh, I think there's a tactics card for that. But I can't remember, so it doesn't matter. I think character, I, it may seem like characters like She-Hulk or Hulk might not be choices here at first you're effectively trying to flood him with as many attacks as possible but right. he's size three she hulk superior weight training being able to add dice for his size on her attacks granted she can't yeah. slow or stagger him but I, I think throwing things to make sure he can't destroy it yeah um right like get to it before he can correct um oh i just remember it's what tactics card is it where like you play it and a character of yours that would be thrown doesn't suffer collision uh, damage. Yeah. Um, brace for impact. Yeah. Right. That would be ideal here if his big thing is chucking people. Well, let's see. And let's, that might, it might even be insanely good because I think that when he collides with people, that probably counts too. Not just the fact that he's throwing people all over the place, right. but yeah, any kind of collision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and then other people that are good specifically against collisions, Kingpin. Mm -hmm. that doesn't suffer damage from collisions with other characters. Right. That might get errated, but he might just could be completely immune to yeah. Oh my god, could bowling you imagine? Into him. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him hit by a van and walk it off, so yeah. I don't think a juggalo is significantly more than a van, probably a little. Right. What was the momentum of the van? <laughs> That's so <laughs> I don't believe the van had recently rampaged, so it was probably at a 6 or under. Yeah, okay. Um, so it was barely getting bonuses at that point. It was yeah. moving slow. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, not taking status effects at that's all. Huge because yeah. I feel like a lot of people really build their rosters around being able to inflict poison, mm -hmm. bleed, stun, stagger, all of those things. If you can't do that, yeah, you got to go basic. You know, you could go lizard. I think Lizard is is honestly probably one of the most basic choices to make for this. Yeah. Uh, fast healing and, uh, and invulnerability, damage reduction. And you don't need to do a ton of damage. You just need to do one. Right. So actually, uh, characters like Shuri and Black Cat that have high dice roll attacks that can only do a maximum of one damage. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm doing the one, I'm doing the one. Mm-hmm. I wonder, my initial, like, gut reaction with this is, all right, so we've got two squads. So if you and I were playing this, mm -hmm. so I would assume you would take something like tanky criminal syndicate with Kingpin and kind of, like, build off of that. And then maybe counter that with maybe, like, a web warriors, like, lots of, like, movement around the table. Yeah. Like, being able to get from point to point with those Cerebro things. You know, kind of just that maneuverability. Yeah, that's actually a because, yeah, because initially I was thinking I had kind of completely forgotten about the Cerebro Towers and how important they are. Yeah. And I was like, well, I kind of want a bunch of ranged characters. I just want to be peppering them from afar, mm -hmm. stay as far away as possible. 
I think Web Warriors is good for that. Um, and Humans is actually pretty yeah. solid there, too. Yeah. And maybe even relying on characters that you intend to flip, like Black Bolt flipping to his injured side and doing mm -hmm. significantly better. Or Hella, almost kind yeah. of counting that, you know what, a bunch of your teammates are going to die yeah. and that will keep her up and alive. Yeah. Oh, she would be so dope. Right? Oh, I love Hella. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, too, the fact that you can't have bleed on him is every ultimate encounter so far has always had some special condition weakness mm -hmm. uh incinerate on uh hulk uh, the ultimate encounter for hulk was like a no-brainer yeah uh but the fact that they were just like nope none now mm -hmm. zero yep just I gotta guess, go and you can't so i guess it's the other can you so maybe you can throw them but you can't push them what did that say on his card Which one? Uh, this character, uh, the Helmet of Sidorak. Cannot be moved by Crisis Team effects. Can't be moved. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I wonder, is that a throw or is that a push? Yeah. So, I don't think that... Normally, they, they do define it really well. Right? Yeah. They're like, can't be pushed, can't be thrown, can't be advanced. So, I'm curious if move is... Because that's not one of the terms they normally use for that, if that's supposed to effectively be all-encompassing for right. those other things, making like a, a Cassandra Nova or, or something along those lines effectively completely inert against right. being able to move her around. Oh, man, Mitch is going to be so bummed. Mitch is going to be bummed. Man. Mitch, I am super sorry that people aren't going to be playing Cassandra Nova <sighs> against this juggalo. If there was a place I thought you might even appreciate Cassandra Nova being played, it's getting smacked around by a juggalo. For sure. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people pay for it. Yeah. You know? But, but yeah, so what affiliation do you want to bring for this? Oh, I don't know. You know that I have a sweet spot for Asgard. Yeah. I think you know, Asgard's pretty durable, too. I don't think it's right? a bad call. Even their, yep. their heavy melee hitters actually have some decent range attacks. Yeah. I love them. Or like I would try a Web Warriors list on this. I've never played them, but I just feel like that would be kind of good. And the thing is, with all of his defenses being the same, like you don't have to worry. Should I be bringing like a mystic heavy list? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. literally doesn't matter, which I think, again, for a lot of people, this is going to seem like you have to really go back to your beginning starting point and like, don't try to be super like flowery, you know, crazy over the top with it. Like you really just have to think of how are you going to be able to execute these different things that you have to be able to do um, to get him like subdued. Right. Or however number of times you have to do that. So I think that, you know, letting go of those very finesseless would be really important. Yes. So, yeah, I'd probably do like Web Warriors or Asgard. What do you think? I think both of those are solid choices. I, I think Criminal Syndicate or Cabal, X-Men. Honestly, I want to be as far away as possible. Yeah. So, um, I mean, with all the new X-Men releases like today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, that would be an awesome list to take. I don't know if this would be the best place to like try all those out, but... 
I mean, why not? You might as well full send it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you're effectively playing playing against the computer, which is just so fitting for for the unstoppable juggalo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he it is an element of nature. It can't be controlled. It mm-hmm. can't be contained. So And I love works. the way that they worked it with the dice rolls because yes, they say in there, like, all right, you and you know, the players have to pick. It said they should always choose whatever outcome is the worst for the players. I like that. It's effectively like a guys, be cool. Yeah. Yep. It's not going to be fun if there's not a challenge right. there. Which is super hard to do. So then they give you the table where it's like, mm, none of those apply. Do it again. It's like, God damn it. Like, you literally can't get a break. But I love that mechanic and how they did that. That's really exciting. So I think. Now, there's also these randomizer tokens, and I guess I don't know exactly what those do. Oh, yeah. The randomizer. I, I think one, he gets one every time. I know I saw on here. I think it's when he subdued. There's something that happens with those. This is interesting, too, um, with the rampage. It says at the start of each of the Unstoppable Colossus's turns, he rampages toward the current priority Cerebro Tower. So I wonder, I know that we were saying before we started the show, you were wondering, like, how do you decide? Yeah, so there's got to be some, maybe it's just clockwise. Maybe he just goes around uh, like that, or it's one of the ones most recently activated would make a lot of sense. Yeah. so yeah, so th- there's there's probably in the rule book there's uh something uh, that confirming uh where to deploy as well as how to determine the priority cerebro tower um as well as a couple other things what the randomizer tokens are are actually for and do. Everything else seems pretty straightforward. <clears throat> there's probably something in there as well about whether or not um col- or the unstoppable juggalo connects and chats with more than one disruption beam at a time yeah because with six there you certainly could make some pretty cool crossfires oh totally yeah and i think that that's going to be really huge just like just essentially cornering him yeah like if you just make it into a giant pie yep just trap him in there well and one of the things uh dan has that uh laser pointer that like shoots a straight line i think that's going to be actually super useful for the yeah. particular encounter yeah which will be just super cool I have laser pointers, guys. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? So, yeah, I mean, you almost have to like play in the dark with green and red lasers going over yes. the place, like a neon paint all over the walls. Oh my gosh, if we could get a fog machine <sighs> and like get those lasers that like, oh, yes, oh. yes, yeah, like, yeah, yep. Essentially, we're going to be playing during a rave mm-hmm. from the sounds of it. So, which, yeah, is. Is super fun. I think that that's what the Juggalo would want. Well, and and we maybe a lot of people I feel maybe gave me a lot of guff here at the network when uh, as our first big investment from patrons and stuff was to buy a bunch of uh, cut off neon uh, fishnet tank tops. Yeah. Um, but it was for this. Right. Was my plan the whole time. I yeah. knew this was going to come out in two yep. years, and was like, we need bright pink fluorescent green yellow and blue and when wish.com had that huge sale on Mm -hmm. you know neon fluorescent fishnet tank tops 
how are you going to say no? Yeah, it was just so reasonable. Yeah. So. I mean, shipping did take eight months, but. Well, I mean, COVID time, happened and, it it, you know, it worked out. It, it worked out in our it. favor. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, we've been using them as hammocks for uh, the Grim Podcast, a perilous adventure cast to sleep in yes. at night before in between recordings. And, you know, there's, there's really a lot you can do with uh, ultra fluorescent fishnet cut off tank tops. Yeah. So. We're all going to look like Sean Astin's character in Fifty First Dates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot that he was in that. Samwise and Fishnet, you know, is just. Sign me up. Mm. Yep. Did not appreciate that man uh, to that level until um, Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob. Actually, I love Sean Astin. Well, he was in The Goonies. Yeah. It's like one of my all-time favorite movies. I was listening Same. to this podcast um, called The Holy Hour. H-O-E-L-Y. Holy Hour. Okay. Um, it's just two chicks talking about like sex stuff. But the one chick was like, best sex of my life was with this guy who never wore shoes. So she was like, he was, was like having sex with a hobbit. First thought was Sam. Yep. Yep. Okay. You could see it. So I... <sighs> Called the Holy Hour. The Holy Hour, yeah. So initially, as we were talking about cutoffs and the Goonies, I was like, obviously, it is a it is a podcast about uh, fingerless gloves. Yeah. You know, huge at that time. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's actually significantly more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but hmm. So out of any '80s property. Horror movie genre, uh, teen movie, what have you. If you could have one villain or antagonist from any one of those movies as an ultimate encounter in Marvel Crisis Protocol, mm. who is it? And why is it the, well, it's wet, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, I want the crime boss mom. <laughs> she just goes around with a blender. Yeah. Shoving your hand in a blender. <laughs> I'll make you talk. It's wet, ain't it? Yeah, you get a freezer full of ice cream. So, I mean, everyone kind of wins yep, a little bit. Yep. And a dead body. But, like, those can be really valuable. They can. As <laughs> we learned in our book club book. Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's funny because a lot of 80s movies, it's always, like, the internal struggle conflict. Like, yeah. the, the teen girls are their own. You know what I mean? So, like, am I the pretty in pink? Right. The own the girl is the villain. Is it about the journey? Is it is it the leeches in the river from Stand By Me? Right. You know, is it the story about all those people throwing up at the at the fair? <laughs> <laughs> is it the train you just gotta outrun? Um yeah. I think traditionally out of that that time frame of movies, I mean you have a lot of great unkillable monsters. You have Jason, you have Freddy, mm -hmm. um Jay I was gonna say Jason Voorhees, who's obviously different than the first Jason I listed. Super different. Um who's the guy I'm thinking Michael of with Myers. the mask? Yes, yep. Michael Myers. Yeah. Austin Powers himself, one of the most scariest villains. <laughs> that guy will never die. He married an axe murderer. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I think I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's gotta be awkward at Thanksgiving. Yeah, especially when he moved into his uh career later in life as a love guru. Right. Mm-hmm. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. Spicy. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, I think 
I think that's it. Uh, yeah. This uh, similar to the the Juggalo Ultimate Encounter, you know, it was played by itself. But make sure to check out all the other stuff at the Professional Casual Network, uh, professionalcasualnetwork.com. You can find the most recent and, you know, the backlog of every one of our glorious podcasts, including multiple actual plays, one of which, Danny herself, is the... Do you prefer the term GM or DM? I kind of like GM. GM. Yeah. GM of the Lost Omens podcast. Yeah. Tell us about the Lost Omens podcast. Oh, man. We're playing through the Extinction Curse AP right now. So you guys are a traveling circus. We're cleaning out the Moonstone Hall, which is like, you know, we're on a dungeon crawl right now. Um, we've got, you know, Tim's playing Mud. Dan's Mr. Brennan. Taylor, Thrillash Gaming himself, is Zeresk. Medium-sized Ben is Curva. And I get to play, uh, you know, the, the NPC Cubby, the dog-faced dog. <sighs> With the best boy. Oh, God, I love him. I love playing him so much. But yeah, they're fighting Zolgaths, trying not to die. Doing a good job bringing peace to the to the city of Eskadar. Eskadar. It's not that Eska far away. It's, it's not. But we also have a grim podcast, A Perilous Adventure, which is a Warhammer 4th edition actual play podcast run by Dan, uh, who many of you should recognize from most weeks on the show, as well as Monday on Oh Yeah, The Power Phase. And we have Elite Eight Showdown with Big Chuck, where he takes a bracket that could be about anything and everything yeah look at chuck's beautiful face right behind he's here with us there. in spirit he is yeah i you know i always feel like he's around like like someone just gave me a whole bunch of sugar that i shouldn't have had but it did not stop me in any way shape or form yeah. from consuming it all so it's really like he's here inside he's of my heart <laughs> at all times. Uh, i wouldn't be shocked if chuck was like already here like right well over an hour ago and like handed that day into the, on the way in he's like Give Tim these. Yep. Don't Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that said, everyone, thank you so much. We'll see you not this Monday. I know you have the power phase, but the following Monday, February 21st, where you could get your own autoplay copy of the Juggalo Ultimate Encounter. But until then, have a great weekend. Have a good Valentine's Day. Be kind to yourself. On Valentine's yeah. Day this year. Get yourself some chocolates. Get yourself get uh, chocolates. Get yourself 10% off <laughs> on Bearded Dragon Games online when you use that code PCME10 as you pick up all of uh you know your Marvel Crisis protocol goodness. Get that X-Men stuff. For real. Gambit and Rogue and X23 and Honey Badger, Colossus, Magic, and the Juggernaut and the Sentinel Terrain Pack are all there in stock on the store. Dan said that Anthony literally got like a case. Oh, yeah. The Juggernauts. So Juggernaut is going to sell out. Juggernaut's yeah. going to be the next Venom where you just can't find them anywhere. Yep. So uh, get it now. Get, yeah, for real. Get them now. Get them early. Because um, he never dies. He never dies. Never. We'll see. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Uh.